everybody welcome 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 it is friday december 15th 2023 welcome to raging chickens friday politics roundup yes this is kevin mahoney editor and founder of raging chicken and each week we break down the good the bad and the ugly in state and national politics and uh i guess it's the taylor's era in pennsylvania after legislation welcome 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 to that um, you can help support this show, become a patron for as little as five bucks a month. Head over to patreon.com slash RC Press today. And you can also help out the show by going over our YouTube channel if you're not there already. Smash that subscribe button, like the stream for this show, and hit that notification bell so you know every time that we go live. And if you're one of our awesome podcast listeners, <clears throat> make sure to leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you listen on. Leave a comment. Let other folks know why you like the show. Little things like this help other people find the show. <clears throat> Ooh, this week, this week. <clears throat> well, we'll just talk about it in a minute. <clears throat> For more PA Progressive Talk, tune in to the Rick Smith Show's live stream at 9 p.m. Eastern. Check him out on his YouTube channel, Twitter, Facebook. Subscribe to his podcast wherever you get your podcast. Head on over to ricksmithshow.com for the latest across all his platforms. And you got to check out Sisters the Night Caucus podcast if you haven't already. The amazing PA women stirring the political cauldron behind this podcast rock the house. And they know where the bodies are buried. Make sure to follow them on Twitter at, at the Night Caucus. That's at the Night Caucus on Twitter. And subscribe to their podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get their podcast. And The Signal is a new podcast from the Bucks County Beacon. The Signal is hosted by the Beacon's editor-in-chief, Cyril Michaleko, and produced by yours truly. Twice a month, The Signal shines a light on the right-wing extremist currents streaming through Bucks County and beyond. Cyril invites guests who can provide insight, analysis, and organizing solutions so that we can steer the community toward calmer, saner, progressive roots. Check them out at thebuckscountybeacon.podbean.com or wherever you get your podcast. <clears throat> And also check out The Civic Circle, which is another podcast by the Bucks County Beacon, also produced by this guy right here, tackling politics and policy from a Gen Z lens. Sarah Zhang, Mallory Marson, and Alexandra Coffey are students from Bucks County, Pennsylvania, and once a month they chat about activism, advocacy, and all the political happenings affecting their generation. Check them out at theciviccircle.podbean.com or wherever you get your podcast. And for all you gamers out there, <clears throat> man, it's the holiday season. We're in the thick of it. The Game In, that's with two N's. The Game In is a Quaker Town-based black family-owned gaming store. They're friends of the show. They've got everything for Retro N64s, the latest consoles, video games for all platforms, collectibles, action figures, Funko Pops, walls of Funko Pops, and good grades on report cards. Get your kids discounts, too. Oh, man, they're great. Got a question about a game, looking for something hard to get? They've got you covered. Check them out on their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at, at TheGameIn. That's with two N's. Shoot them a message or drop them an email at TheGameInPA at gmail.com. 
And if you find yourself in the Kutztown area, you have got to check out the Heart and Hearth Deli and Smokehouse. That is located at 466 West Main Street. That's Kitty Corner to the uh, Kutztown University campus. The Heart and Hearth is an American bistro featuring barbecue and French-inspired fare, all with locally sourced and organic ingredients. Um, absolutely fantastic. I just stopped by there yesterday, um, <clears throat> came home with uh, their uh a, a, a fr- uh, like a fruit galette um and then a couple of their hand pies i got the brisket hand pie and the pork hand pie uh can't wait um <clears throat> we're gonna have them initially gonna have them for dinner last night but it took me forever to get home so we're gonna have them for lunch today i'm very very excited um so do go ahead and check them out that's the heart and hearth deli and smokehouse you can look them up on instagram look them up on facebook but head on over there at 466 west on west main street and kitty corner from the kutztown university campus um absolutely fantastic place you will not be disappointed and a special shout out goes to jonathan mann who wrote our intro song there are no people in the future check out all his great stuff on his youtube page and follow him on twitter at, at song of day man that's at song of day man on twitter look everybody if we want a progressive future we need progressive media support pull no punches homegrown progressive media today become a patron of raging chicken for as little as five bucks a month just check out just simply go to patreon.com rcpress all the details we're here for the fight and we need you become a patron for the price of a good beer once a month help keep the media in the movement and the movement in the media become a patron for as little as five bucks a month going to patreon.com slash rc press today well welcome welcome everybody um it is it is going to be our last show of 2023 um the holiday season is upon us. It is uh, crept up on me personally a little bit faster than expected after getting COVID and then and then that taking some recovery time and my kids got sick and then at the end of my semester, all of that, blah, 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 blah. I know, I know, I know, I know. Everybody's got their thing, right? So, but here we are. And um, <clears throat> there was one more show I really wanted to have, one more Out to Coop Live I really wanted to have before the end of the, uh, end of the year. But we're just going to have to wait on it. Um, <clears throat> just turned, I just can't pull it off in <laughs> time, <clears throat> given what my schedule has been, what's, what it's going to be next week. So um, this is going to be it. If I can, I might, um, you know, this is something I'm probably going to put out a poll on our Patreon and probably our social medias um, to see if people have nominations for the uh, <clears throat> best shows of 2023. Um, I think I did this last year or two as well. Um, and that was a lot of fun going through all of our shows from 2023 and then kind of like re-releasing them as uh, kind of bonus episodes, so to speak um, for, you know, for that week between uh, Christmas and new year's. Um, so I'm, I'm going to try to do it. Well, I'm going to try to do that again this year, um, which will be kind of cool. I'm also going to be, I've mentioned this a couple of times doing some kind of reorganization, trying to um, finally have a little bit of time to try to fix some of the, um, tech stuff, um, here, like there's like little things that happen, you know, over the course of a, over the course of a year where some setting on like on the recording device or on the streaming thing doesn't quite work or there's an update and that changes things slightly. And then it gets irritating to me because the levels that I'm seeing on my screens or on, in my, uh, you know, on my desktop are not the ones that are showing up, um, in the actual YouTube stream, but they do show up in the audio stream. So it's, I mean, it's weird stuff like that. 
So um, we're going to be doing some of that. Um, I'm also, I'm going to really try to do this. I know I've threatened to do this now several times, but, uh, you know, I've been wanting to, there's, I want to devote a little time to um, kind of what has become kind of one of my little side projects is, you know, um, my Dungeons and Dragons stuff, and then thinking about some tabletop gaming things and um, um, looking for things, I guess, you know, if I'm looking ahead to the new year, one of the things that I'm really trying to carve out space for myself for this year, come this coming year, is doing stuff that is, <clears throat> that feels like, I, I don't know, I want to say nurturance, but it's not, that's not the right word. It's more like um, doing things that seem generative, right? Um, that the practice of them seem hopeful you know, um, and sustaining too, as well, you know, I mean, I, I mean, it might sound kind of corny or whatever, or, or I, I mean, I don't know, I don't even know even write the words for this, but, you know, I've spent a lot of time in, in my life, you know, um, doing a lot of things that I think just like need to be done, or I should do as opposed to stuff that I really want to do, you know what I mean? And, this right here, right, this podcast, right, in particular, the Out to Coop Live one now is something that I really want to do. I enjoy doing, right? Um, and e- even as as frustrating and as concerning as, as it feels like a contribution, right? I mean, it feels like when we're talking to folks on the show that are kind of filling out some of the context around what we're facing, both, you know, locally here in Bucks County, but more broadly in the country or beyond, it seems like conversations that are life-giving, you know what I mean? Um, but a lot of the, you know, the machinations of our political system and stuff, you know, very often feels like it's not very sustaining. Like I, I was looking through, you know, I, I, yesterday and then today, um, this morning before today's show, I was looking through the news and, you know, just going to go do like another, you know, news roundup. And then, you know, I'm looking at like, just, just, just. This is what I'm seeing up. This is what I see on my screen right now when I go just go to Google News. Okay. It's Prince Harry was a victim of extensive phone hacking, UK High Court rules. And then Zelensky claims victory as EU agrees to open Ukraine membership talks. Hungary blocks EU aid for Ukraine. Europe isn't giving Ukraine a consistency it needs right now. Body hostages, you know, and then Biden tells top advisors that Israel's. But then you've got the, you know, Biden. They voted in the House to open an uh, impeachment inquiry. Uh, defense bills, you know, sent to Biden despite conservative anger. <sighs> the ongoing devastation uh, in this, in this, I don't even know what to call. I mean, can you really call what's happening in in Gaza a war? I mean. I know they call it a war. I know Israel calls it a war. I know it's referred to as a war. But it's hard for me to kind of really look at something as a war that is so one-sided. You know, and that doesn't mean, like, I mean, we saw what Hamas did on, you know, back in October. We saw the the, the absolute horror of what they brought into Israel, right? I'm not saying that like, oh, right, there's these peaceful people. and No, no, no the, Hamas is not, right? <clears throat> but the vast majority of Palestinians are not Hamas, right? They're not like like warriors trying to kind of end Israel. 
just like those the, the, the Jews that were slaughtered by Hamas, right? <clears throat> they, they're just civilians. They were thing. And, you know, I mean, this is whatever. Anyways, <clears throat> you know, that's ongoing. <clears throat> and there's been, you know, just nonstop. There's been more and more stuff that comes out that uh, comes out every every day, and and sometimes the conversation around it I find really frustrating to say the least. Right? If I'm going to be as diplomatic as possible, and just because it's like, I I very often think about <clears throat> what I try to do as a teacher, right? <clears throat> Where in almost all my classes. <clears throat> what I try to do <clears throat> is weaken some students. Like what a lot of students are trained to think how they're a lot of trained to think in high school <clears throat> and even before that. Right. And it's reinforced by our political system, by our media landscape and so on is to, to view the world simply in pro com terms. You know, I always say it's like, you know, you look at something, you know, in pro-con terms, like pro-con, either or, on, off, black, white. I mean, it's like just in terms of these series of oppositions, it is an incredibly limiting way to view the world, right? And it's a way of precluding options, right? Um, I, <clears throat> and I'm looking, and, and it's, it's kind of worthwhile reading this. It's like... <clears throat> It's a quote from Ursula Le Guin when she was getting the, uh, um, I think it was a National Book Award back in 2014. And she says, you know, hard times are coming when we'll be wanting the voices of writers who can see alternatives to how we live now, can see through our fear-stricken society and its obsessive technologies to other ways of being, and even imagine real grounds for hope. We'll need writers who remember freedom, poets, visionaries, realists of a larger reality. <clears throat> and, and I think about what we can do in art and in writing and, you know, different kinds of community spaces <clears throat> and even spaces like this, right, where we don't have, we're not restricted to seeing the world in either or terms. Right? We don't even have to, we don't have to accept the way things are as some sort of version of the future, right? Or some necessary development. No, we can, we can say no. And we can understand that the, the world as it exists right now, in large part, is defined by and reinforced by and reproduced by those folks who control, you know, who make decisions over the future of our lives. And then we can hope to have a broader, you know, a broader impact in that. But <clears throat> anyways, and in my classes, you know, so I always say like, you know, you think about any particular issue, right, that you're looking at, right? It's not, it's not a light switch, right? It's like a gem, you know, with all these different facets that you, depending on how you move it and which one you look at, you're going to see something slightly different. Right? You're going to see different kinds of angles. And the goal of kind of creative, critical thinking, right, is to explore those angles, right, to try to broaden our understanding, right, so that we can better form by which to kind of act. 
right? Now, I look, I'm, not, I'm also very much, you know, a realist, right? I fully know there's, you know, I'm, that's why one of the reasons I think I studied rhetoric, right, was because at some point, you know, philosophy doesn't cut it anymore, right? Philosophy is, you know, okay, you're, philosophy and examination and kind of critical analysis and all that stuff, at some point you got to decide and do something, right? Right. And in a democracy, at some point you have to choose, right? We could imagine that there's, we have infinite numbers of choices, but you know, look, I mean, you know, it's the same kind of debate that comes up every single time, every single election about, you know, do we vote for the Democrats or the Republicans? Or, you know, should we vote for the Democrats? I'm, I'm fed up with the Democrats. I'm no longer going to vote for them. Okay, I get it. I understand the frustration and so that. But the reality is, is there is not another structure, right? There is not another party to choose from. If people really want to build third parties, then that's got to be happening every single week. Like if you look at the working families parties, perfect example. The Working Families Party has been around for decades, right? They have been around for decades, and they have been working to build an actual working organization for decades. And their strategy changes by depending on where they're located. Like, so for example, in New York State, where I grew up, right, the Working Family Parties um, has this kind of uh, agreement right, um, where they can actually be listed as a party and they, because they nominate or they kind of d decide to support the Democratic candidate. It, or it doesn't have to be a Democratic candidate, but like a Democratic candidate, right? So that, and so the vote for that person, like, so say, for example, if I'm voting for Joe Biden, right? If Joe Biden is endorsed by the Working Families Party and I go to vote, I don't have to vote for Biden on the Democratic Party ticket. I can vote for Biden on the Working Families Party ticket, right? And those the, the votes still go to Joe Biden, right, regardless of which one I press. But the difference is, is that in New York, so then when I click on the Working Families Party and I vote for the Working Families Party in New York, I, I assume it's still the same. I mean, I, unless they changed it. I mean, who knows? Cuomo was really not uh, a fan of that whole project. But what it did is it gave it 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 was able to get get the working families party kind of a a uh, get them past a certain percentage threshold so that allows them to get on the ballot that allows them kind of like ballot access and allows them access to you know debates and things like this right that doesn't exist in Pennsylvania so in Pennsylvania you see kind of much more kind of localized organizing and now we see after decades of work in places like Philadelphia. The Working Families Party actually has Working Family Party candidates who were elected to office, right, on city council, right? They're, they're you know, they're, they're have cultivated candidates that end up kind of winning statewide, rate, you know, or kind of represent, represent, representational races, right? So, and that's, that's a party building project. Right. But let's but, you know, and this is why I respect working families parties so much is because they know that they're not like pie in the sky. They're not they don't just show up when it's like a presidential election and kind of grab whoever they can grab to make a candidate and make, you know, make a big fuss and about their issues, or whatever. No, they do the work of building the party. And it's, you know, it's a long shot. Right. I mean, not a long shot. It's a long road to building that kind of capacity. Right. But the fact is, is that 
if the Democratic Party gets to the point where the Democratic Party is, you know, is falling, really falling apart, and there's an opportunity, they've actually have an infrastructure that they could do something with. And now if you take the Green Party, on the other hand, the Green Party doesn't really do anything in between elections, right? They might have meetups with small groups of people. They might kind of show up, say, I'm a member of the Green Party, but they don't build capacity. They don't door knock on a routine basis. They don't kind of cultivate candidates. They don't, you know, do all these trainings, all the stuff that is about building party capacity. They don't build alliances with, you know, you know, and, and, and I'm not saying that the Green Party shouldn't exist or something like this, but I mean, look, I used to be a member of the Green Party. Right. When I when I lived in Allentown, for example, when I first moved here, I was a member of the Green Party. And it seemed to me like, oh, man, look, there's people that are doing stuff. Right. And it had to do with a particular time. This is the earlier 2000s. And said, OK, they, they seem to be interested in building capacity. But, you know, it just happened to be kind of close to an election and stuff like that. So it felt like, okay, this is this is gonna be good. And yes, it might be true that you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna have a Green Party candidate for president or something like this. But maybe get start getting people elected locally, like in Lehigh Valley or in Allentown or something. <clears throat> but after a short period of time, it became clear that that was not what was happening. <laughs> right? There was just an uptick because it was an election period. And, and frankly, <clears throat> That's fine. And then, you know, a bunch of other stuff, you get this kind of like infighting and the holier than thou stuff that I mean, I don't mean that's true everywhere. I'm just saying that that was happening. <clears throat> so I was like, ah, you know, just whatever. But, you know, that's that's a long term project. Anyways, this is like I don't even I did not expect to talk about this at all today. But um, my point being is that. Yes, it, it's important to decide at some point. This is why I'm, I'm thinking, you know, look, when we're talking about our, our electoral politics right now, we see what happens when we allow the extremist to win, right? We saw it in our local school board elections and what happened, right? The extremists win because people are playing team sports. They're not really thinking about, oh, you know, I got an R, I got a D, and so I'm going to vote for the R, blah, blah, blah. And we had, you know, basically our public school system, our public school district started handing over its curriculum to kind of Christian nationalists, right? I mean, that's like real consequence. We saw it at the national level, right? When kind of we said, okay, people, you know, you're upset with the Democratic Party. You're not going to vote for the Democrats. You're going to go and you protest vote with Trump or protest vote for some kind of rando third party candidate. And then what happens, right? Okay. You get Trump in office, you get elected three Supreme, or you get nominated and approved three Supreme Court justices and you overturn Roe v. Wade, right? Those are real consequences in people's lives. And, you know, if we think about what happens in politics and outside of this kind of on off either or thing. It's like, this is why I've, I really have never been a fan of, you know, movements that say vote blue, no matter who, or, you know, or want to say democratic pride or things like this. I I'm, I'm not like a dyed in the wool Democrat that I've, you know, wearing democratic gear around and things like this, democratic party gear around, or, you know, all that kind of stuff, because, I think the party itself is incredibly problematic, right? I mean, it's it's a really, especially at the leadership levels, right? But that doesn't mean I'm not going to be active in the Democratic Party. It's not because that that's it, right? I mean, that is where the action is right now. 
right? The, you know, the action is whether you're talking locally, whatever, in the Democratic Party is the only place where you can actually have real conversations, right? And kind of, yes, there's conflicts and everybody's on the same exact page, but you have the opportunity to kind of push things in a more progressive way. Right. That is, and we saw it locally here in Penridge. We saw it at the national level when you kind of get folks in the squad being elected and that having kind of like a, a, a snowball effect, getting more folks elected, you know, breaking those barriers to get, oh my God, it's actually possible to elect people that actually do good things. Right? We don't have to listen to the, 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 the party leadership at the top and do their bidding. No, we can do it ourselves. Right. And we can challenge those kind of, you know, corporate Democrats in places and we can get rid of them. I replace it with representatives from the people. I mean, you know, like it or not, the Democratic Party is a coalition party of the rest of us, <laughs> right? That's really what it is. I mean, you know, the, the, as much as, you know, I used to think of that, you know, the parties were organized around ideological, you know, these kind of coherent ideological differences. They are not, right? I mean, the Republican more, Republicans more so now than they even were 20 years ago are ideologically like purist party. Democrats are all over the map. Like it really is like the party of the rest of us. And because of the, the effed up ways that our political system works, that we have this two-party system instead of having a multi-party system, the interesting conversations are inside the Democratic Party right now. In, in term, when I say interesting, I mean, for those of us who believe in democracy and justice and kind of equality, multicultural society, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? You know, I mean, that, that's what I'm talking about. So, you know, and I, 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 I turned on the news, you know, at some point this week. And I, I was just, and it was like MSNBC, right? So the kind of like, quote unquote, liberal, you know, kind of news. I, I can't remember if it was Chris Hayes or something like this. And and I just listened again, like to how these people talk, like oh, Republicans, blah, blah, blah. And it's just this like people offering nothing other than, you know, team sports talking points. And it just, it just, it's sickening to me. And I recognize the classroom, right? What happens in the classroom is not the world, right? I mean, in, you know, in, when you're involved in politics, you're involved in, you know, having to make kind of real decisions. And, you know, people, politicians are having to, you know, sure up what they believe is going to kind of get them elected next time and all that. And that's in, kind of important. But the rest of the time, right, we should have spaces where we get to consider the kind of range of perspectives, right? This is why I appreciate so much what they do with the, you know, the Bucks County Beacon I um, appreciate what I have, you know, people that I come on, that come on my show and out to Coop Live. Um, you're just thinking about not just promoting Democrats because they're Democrats, but actually talking to people and who are helping us better understand the world in which we act. When it comes down to the election process, that's a different thing, right? I mean, because then you've got these particular kind of candidates, but in the rest of the time, that should be ours, right? Um, not just to play team sports, but to kind of think critically about our world. And so, you know, I, that, anyways, this is the long way around of saying, so, you know, things like, you know, it might sound stupid, but for me, uh, this kind of designing stuff and playing like Dungeons and Dragons with my kids, for example, and my brother-in-law, right? Uh, and then kind of building out a world and campaigns of like that. That's see, it feels like good. And I want to kind of expand that, you know, it's like, I feel that, those are the kinds of things that I might be able to kind of bring into our community, right? That's, that's life-giving. And um, 
outside a little bit of that, you know, constant churn of, of, you know, political hand-to-hand combat. And it's taken me for a while to kind of realize that that's been kind of going on in my own head because you know, for, for a long, long time, that's really where I was at. Um, you know, it was, it was daily. I mean, even, you know, the early days of, of Raging Chicken for several years when we were primarily doing writing, that's what we did. And it was, it was daily hand-to-hand combat is what that felt like. But if you want to build community, if you want to kind of be part of healing Right and 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 creating a culture of care and joy, um, you know, you can't be fighting all the time. You can't be in hand to hand combat all the time. There's got to be those spaces, and you know, it's been, I, you know, I I I know fully well. I've I have not been. It's not been an easy for me just as a person to embrace those spaces. You know, and for the longest time, it just felt like fighting is what I did. You know. Um, but that's changed, and I don't know what exactly you know changed. I mean, I could go through a litany of things, you know, and my work life and things like this. But it even happening, you know, in my local union, for example, you know, I got to the point where <clears throat> it was tiring, right? Especially when you're in, you face an administration that is just it's horrific. And I'm totally fine fighting with the administration. Right? I mean, I think that's what you know that's what we should be doing. I um when you're, you know, you're not providing health care or trying to deny health care to people who need life-saving health care, when you're um, like denying the fact that people are working in buildings that are destroying their health, when you're eliminating faculty members so that programs can't operate. I mean, I could just go on and on and on while your, you know, your PR says like, you're great, when you realize you're just kind of treating everybody who works for you like crap. That's a battle. Those, I, I'm totally down to still doing it. But there's other kind of battles that I'm just kind of like checked out from now, you know. <clears throat> I mean, I had this one discussion. There's this, this one back and forth when, you know, there was another issue that came up on the campus. And then and then I had, you know, and then there was, you know, people from, you know, our union and we we're having a kind of discussion in the union. And then I then just, you know, the conversation went kind of went south, right? And people started going after each other. And I'm just like, you know what? I just can't do that. I'm just not invested in this kind of one-upmanship nonsense. And it's like, and it, you know, and so, okay, <clears throat> good luck. You know, I mean, it's just, <laughs> I can't, it's, it's too destructive, right? It's too destructive to be, at war with people who you should be working in community with, you know, and I, and I guess that's what I've been thinking a lot about the past several years. You know, I've been thinking a lot about how I behave better, <laughs> right? How can I, you know, kind of engage with people in the world that's more generous, right? Um, you know, kind of recognizing that, you know, there's, it's a good thing to always, you know, to be, you know, on, be on your toes about stuff, right? You know, to be ready to kind of like, you know, kind of go to battle on things. Um, but that, that, you know, comes at a cost, you know, it comes at a cost too as well. If everything is about competition, right? If everything is about competition for who's better than everybody else, that's a problem. You know, at least for me. I mean, other folks, you know, you'll see them do it. And they're all, they're fine with it, right? That's the world that they want to live in, you know, uh, to show that they're better than the person sitting next to them. And then, um, and then, and then they're going to put the other person down and 
you know, this is like, like, you know, the Twitter sphere, right? I mean, this is kind of like <clears throat> the one-upmanship that's always kind of being played on there, the back and forth, the, you know, uh, whatever. So that's kind of where I'm putting my brain to allow. And that's, you know, that's the long way around of saying that, you know, one of the things I wanted to do is to have, you know, one of these sideshows, uh, sideshows, it's a good word for it, of like, you know, like a D&D podcast, right? You know, just kind of, or, or not even podcast, but just kind of more like as part of my Patreon, just to kind of um, share some of the cool stuff that I've been thinking about with that. You know, things like that would be really, um, really awesome. Um, so I'm going to, you know, giving that some thought. And then, you know, look, I've been at the point where, you know, I'm not that long away from a time that I could retire. You know, I could retire from my job. I mean, I'm nowhere near 65, but, um, <clears throat> you know, I'm hit the end of my servicing. So, I, you know, I could actually, I'm at a, at a point where I said, okay, how do I want to spend those, you know, the, 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 the second part of my life after this, after this, you know, everything that I had hoped for at teaching at Kutztown. Not actually don't say everything, but a lot of it is just, you know, has been destroyed. So how do you think, you know, how do I think about going to go out from there? And so that's what I'm going to be, you know, putting a lot of my energy and time towards um, over this next month or so. So um, that's, kind of, I guess that's a, that's a heads up for everybody. <laughs> so if you hear about that stuff, that's what I'll be doing. Um, but that's what I got. So um, anyways, so like I said, this is going to be the, this will be the last show of the year. And, um, I appreciate those folks who are stopping by. Um, I appreciate those folks who have been supporting us all throughout the year. And, uh, and, you know, if you get a chance, you know, um, to poke through some of the older shows, just to kind of remind you, I'll try to put out a list if I can. Um, but you know, I'd love to hear your feedback about, you know, what you thought were the best shows of the year. Um, what are the ones that are most memorable, um, you know, particularly the interview shows is what I'm thinking of. Uh, if you, I mean, if you, you got a Friday politics roundup that you think was awesome, that's great too as well. But really, I'm thinking about the interview shows, and I'll put together a little um, kind of best of for kind of uh, in between the holidays. Um, so um, to put it out, so that'd be kind of fun. Anyways, I'm gonna um, gonna end this a little bit earlier today. I've got some things I've got to do. Um, this is the end of my semester. Uh, most of my grading is already done. <laughs> However, I do have uh, some stragglers who uh, have not handed in their stuff yet, so I'm gonna have to get to that and then uh, finalize everything for there. Um, gotta help that. Well, glad to hear that, Chuck. Um, I think uh, I, I I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm glad that I'm not the only one who's thinking these kind of things. Um, but I'm hoping that, you know, I think in the Penridge area and say Central Bucks, for example, where we just had a really significant victory in the school board elections, I'm hoping that gives us a certain kind of, you know, privilege right now to pause and reflect a bit, right? Uh, and thinking about moving forward. Um, but I wish you all the best um, for the holidays too, Chuck, um, and a, a great New Year's ahead. Um, cheers to you. Cheers to everybody who tunes into our show. Cheers to everybody who has um, helped us out, who has um, been, you know, become the core of our community, wherever your community may be, um, to help build that, um, you know, the connections among among all of us, a solidarity that is kind of lasting and sustainable. Um, so I'm going to um, get back to work and finish off my year and then uh, enjoy some holiday time with my family um, and then I'll be back in, in the new year and be looking forward to it. And hopefully you'll have some kind of cool 
things to share with you um, about directions for Raging Chicken and upcoming Out to Coop live shows and stuff like that. Um, going to try to get a bunch of those ready and prepared, ready to go um, over break too as well. So anyways, everybody, I wish you and yours uh, a super and happy holiday season. Um, may this new year ahead of us in 2024 um, be a good one. I know it's going to, um, it's a presidential election year, so things are going to ramp up quickly. Um, but I hope that we'll be able to all keep in mind and stay in touch with um, the connections of those people um, and who have helped build such amazing organizations in our community, connect with those people that we care about and be part of a process of care. You know, um, yes, we can have our differences. Yes, we can have our disagreements. And yes, we're not always going to see on the same page. But remember in the big picture is that building a society that is built on caring, right? big on caring for each other, right? And caring for others. Um, and uh, for healing this planet, for healing our society, for healing these kind of you know, um, the, the gross inequalities and violences in our society. Um, that seems like to be a worthwhile project um, investing in for the foreseeable future. So, so I bid all of you a happy 2023 or goodbye to 2023. Um, I wish you the best for this holiday season. Wish you the best for the new year. And uh, we'll see you on the flip side, everybody. Um, to remind you, this is Kevin Mahoney, editor and founder of Raging Chicken. You can help support this show. By heading over to our podcast, I'm heading over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash rcpress, where you can become a supporter for as little as five bucks a month. Happy holidays, everybody. Um, here's to it. See ya!